All right, and we are live. Hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans. It's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. And for once, again, we have proof of life. Uh, Liege Nick, Ranger Nick, if you prefer, Super Grunt is here, alive. He's, he's not a figment of your imagination or a VTuber. I don't care what Siska says. He's I think he's make you a VTuber. A VTuber, yes. I am not a, uh, what the hell did Tony Stark call it? A, a digital life decoy. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> AKA hologram. So. All right. So, so what Dead are you here for, Doc? <laughs> what? I was going to ask you what we were here for, but you took a breath and you're like, so. I mean, I thought we were well, having actually, a moment. I was just something. making a note that we should make JR a VTuber Absolutely. eventually. <laughs> so, we are here to talk about kind of the recap of the year. So, we have done what, 102 episodes this year for season one? Yes, we actually had uh, 103 recorded, but we have one on hold because uh, Nick's uh, Kickstarter, <laughs> no, for his Kickstarter for his Solarian Prime, is that how you say it? Solarian Prime, that's right. So that had put on hold because with all the shipping delays, he decided to wait till he had everything finished instead of the standard protocol. Just so that Well, way it, it was that, it was to get some previous orders shipped out and to make, I wanted the book to be completely done. Um, and package ready is what, what we call it in the bays. I wanted it all, you know, package ready. Um, the cover inks just got done. I just sent them out to be colored. Um, the, the lettering, so all the captions and word balloons and all that, they're, uh, they're being worked on right now. And I should have them on my desk by Monday. Nick's allergic. JR's allergic to math and Nick's allergic to letters. Okay. It works for us. Well, I'm also allergic to sobriety, but that's another episode. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so, um, I could do it, but there's people out there that do it a lot better than me as far as the colors and the lettering. So, um, oh, no, that allows, I understand that. That allows me to work on other stuff to create the pipeline. So, um, it, no, probably, I'm saying like two weeks, um, the Kickstarter will probably launch. So, so that episode is sitting in the can waiting. So, it'll start uh, if it goes, uh, it'll go for season two. It'll be from one of the first episodes in season two. So, yeah, sure. I don't know. Is there like an ideal time to kick off a Kickstarter? Probably not, but <laughs> I have no well, idea. Here's the deal I'll, I'll launch it and, if it, and if it crashes and burns, I'll just package it and have it ready on my website so people can buy it. And then yeah. what I'll do is I'll hire somebody to do a variant cover and maybe I'll launch again somewhere after the first of the year when everyone recovers from holiday madness and their, their checking account. <laughs> You know, rebuilds a little bit. <laughs> I have cool. no idea. I just buy stuffed animals and board games, <laughs> like Kickstarter. Oh, and that's so the thing. Sure. Like some people have bought Kickstarters during the holiday season as Christmas gifts. You know, if you kind of like, hey, there's a special Christmas cover. You know, so yeah. like, yeah, it's gonna come out, you know, relatively quickly. But you know, because it's usually a 30 day campaign. But you know, you throw a special, like, okay, you order it during Christmas, so you'll get the Christmas cover. You know, be slurring prime yeah. all. I know, but the shipping delays have been hell, man. My tentacle kitties kit things just <sighs> set sail. Oh, it's so crazy! To, um, I realized that sounded really bad. Shipping costs have doubled in the last year, um, even with my discount with Stamps.com. That's like what used to cost me like a buck fifty to ship anywhere in the country is now running me like almost four bucks. So it's insane. So. Getting into some of this, a little back on topic. So this is going to be a little bit more free form for our audience who I'm sure somebody is cringing in the background going, I hate it when they do this. <laughs> Tentacle Kitty is a company, JR. Yeah, but the name alone just, I should throw yeah, it I just... <laughs> like, like Starro, like the villain of the week. Okay. So... So let's start with what was our favorite episode? I know Nick had planned on being here a lot. We had booked a bunch of our guests in advance based on his weekend being sort of off center. And then the his, crazy. Then the border got crazy so and he got busy swimming with mermaids or whatever they do out there in California. <laughs> and um, 
So so he he's missed some, but but we wanted you to know he's alive and he likes being here. We like having him here. So we're gonna we're gonna try to work with this crazy. I do. Um, for some reason, our guests don't want to do stuff on the weekends. That's fine. <laughs> I don't I don't blame them. I don't want. Well, to I will I will admit part of it is since about September, it's like every weekend has cons Something. that have been bumped up back in the calendar due to concerns about the recent health unpleasantness and everything else. So, uh, and, I was hoping yeah. for zombies. No, we do not do zombies. No zombies. That's good. Okay, what if there were marrow, slow-walking zombies? Not Snyder zombies. Not World War Z zombies. We're talking Snyder. Right. Just, like, yeah, I don't even like John Ringo zombies, okay? He does not call them zombies. He is offended in absentia. He is not offended in absentia. What does he call them? He calls them infected, right? Or something like he that. He calls them infected. Yeah. Because they're not they're really dead, so they're not zombies, which is an entire com ongoing conversation. Because the they're they're not dead, right? They're just so so speaking of those so speaking of those ongoing conversations, we had such a good um, response to our fireside chat episodes. Uh, unlike the panels where you get like three or four people, and by the time the second or third person is talking, it's like yeah, what he said. So when we started doing the fireside chat about the second one, when we found our groove. And it just became a free-flowing conversation. Those Wait, were so popular. Were, what was our first fireside chat, JR? Um, the aliens, because they had just announced. Oh the, uh, yeah, Navy yeah, yeah. Was And then we went videos. into conspiracies. We did, and uh, in historic alien, alien sightings, it was it was kind of fun. But, yeah, that uh, was but fun. any was conversation hard. with Mel Todd is fun. But we had to. Uh, it's hard for me to relax enough to free flow it because with my brain, like it just. I need structure, and so I let Doc take over some of the fireside chats with the questions, and it sort of worked a little bit. Booze helps, and absolutely, absolutely. Your your liver, you'll drink to your liver surrenders, right? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point I don't have a liver, and I think my kidneys <laughs> left about three weeks ago. But so we're we're going to be doing some some more fireside chats. We want to do significantly more of them, and, and we want to make them more regular. It's just been everything the guests. has been a little bit crazy. And, and we need uh, new topics too. So if you have well, a topic that you it, want it's to also talk just about kind of finding their groove because this is uh, a new podcast, and we've been—I mean, we've been pumping out content like crazy. 103 episodes, and we didn't even get—it's not even like we started in January. So we started in February. We put up episode zero. We started regularly in March. Yeah. So I mean, oh, wow, we've been we've been really killing it though. So that that's just been a lot, and um, on top of the fact, like we all have day jobs. Jr. has his writing thing. Um, Nick, you have your comics, and you have a day day job. Unfortunately, but hopefully and, and I, have I don't have that. that day job. And um, should we tell people about that, or should we wait till the end of the episode, Jr.? We all have kids too, so. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, let's I'm just do it now. We're here. Go for it. So, uh, and then, so I have been working with an amazing narrator, Autumn Juliet, to bring the short story JR and I did for the uh, Area 51 anthology, which I'm trying to see. I have it on the bookshelf. I can show it to you. But um, it's also a murder weapon. If you drop it from a tall building, you will smash it. Okay. You want to talk about murder weapons? Oh, uh, here you go. She's going to bring it out. Ladies and gentlemen, be prepared. This is how thick the book is. Oh, wow. We had this to shrink the font. This is what happens when you don't say no to good stories and you just print them. We, we had to shrink the font to make it fit the Vellum Max formatting style. Oh, my Lord. Uh, yes, and it is. Uh, we should have split it between two books if we had to do it over again. Just volume yes. one and volume two. But this is what happens when you let Suska take charge and she doesn't know what she's doing. She just says, it's a good story. We need to print it. So it I, I happened to get 789 pages. So so I, it happened again, though. We had Matthew Goodwin in to talk cyberpunk and he was so much fun. We came had him back to talk cyberpunk day. And somehow when it was over and we did the post show BS that we do every every episode that you guys don't get to see. We ended up with somehow I said yes, and I don't even remember when he asked, but I committed to doing the cyberpunk uh, anthology for them. As, as far as like Bayonet book, that is gonna host it. he can sell uh, uh, 
He'd sell I, ice to an Eskimo. Eskimo. Yeah, he would. He would sell ice. He could sell Eskimo. a ketchup popsicle to a woman wearing white gloves. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> so, but, so, but anyways, the uh, our short story that Jr. and I wrote for this back when we were on the sci-fi shenanigans, "Loves Finds a Way" is coming out in audiobook. So. It's a vanity project for Doc and a learning experiment experience for me to, to figure out the whole hey, audio game I on my own. vanity. I mean, you just wanted to hear Juliet read your story to you. Come on. No, you like listening to her read her mouth. My story. Did I, what did I say, Juliet? I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yes, you did. I'm making stuff up. I was just watching Grimm with my boy, and that's the main character that he's trying to figure out if she's going to go evil. So anyway. Oh, she's um, a woman. She started that way. Uh, Nick and I cannot say that because people will stab us. So we will let you say it for us. <laughs> hey, you um, know what? I'm taking Dave Chappelle's lead on this one. If this is what cancel culture is like, sign me up twice. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we'll be doing some of that. So while we're thinking about season one, do you have a favorite episode, Nick? I know you didn't participate in all of them, but you listen. Oh, so. um, some of the ones that um, the uh, the fireside. I think it was a fireside chat we did about uh, Forgotten Ruin. I think that was that was really a book fun. review. Yeah, a book review. Yeah, but it was an episode. Um, had a great time doing that. The uh, the Veterans Day chat where some of us got slightly inebriated. Now Jr. has to go to therapy. <laughs> um, that that was so, a fun one, and, and it really got a really good message out about uh, what was it, Mission Twenty Two. Yeah. Um, so we and got that word out. Any, anytime we get to bring awareness to some of the veterans' issues, because we we like to we joke and we have gallows humor about it because we're all so we all seen while stuff. we're while we're on that topic, Mission Twenty Two is still doing their charity through Galaxy's Edge. So hop on over to their website when you buy their merch. It's specially marked. Prof percentage of that goes to Mission Twenty Two. You can go to mission dot com to donate directly. But they're still doing the push. Uh, and I know uh, throw that Edge, link on the uh, the what is it the bottom sure, banner, the banner. That, that, that's uh, the scrolling thing. So there we go. Galaxy's Edge has already raised like ten thousand so far in the oh, month. Oh my god, that's so impressive! Um, some of that's just raw donations, and some of it's you know people buying merch. Um, and then that's really cool. Um, we've done we did another interview about the can't come uh, coming home again. I think it was anthology coming home again, which was was good. Although what the, the weird part of the proceeds from that are going to go. At least one of the authors is directly donating all his. The money from the sales that he gets to um, Mission Twenty Two. Awesome. Um, but so one of the that things was that it was the note. when when we did the post show drinking and we were just trading war stories and as you do when you're veterans and no one else is around, the the weird thing <laughs> that came out that I thought was kind of it's a small world was I was telling him one of the times we had to call sniper support because the uh, army helicopter teams decided in the middle of a firefight they couldn't determine where the bad guys were. Never mind green trucks marked U.S. Army and then huts full of guys wearing robes. I don't know who the bad guy is, so they wouldn't. They are never going to let them live it down. I'm still bitter. Uh, but then I had that guy from Boston that was in my unit thought, if I shoot at our helicopters, maybe they'll know that's the firefight. I'm like, no, because then they think we're the bad guys, jerk. But uh, so when we called sniper support, it was actually uh, Nick's uh, Reaper team that was the one that responded. So I thought that was kind of cool. Now, I don't know if it was very specifically. Small, it's a small world. It was definitely a small battle zone if you think about it. Yeah, but it was at least one of the guys that he was, you know, in charge of if it wasn't him directly, yeah. which is kind of kind of crazy to think about. So, you mean yeah. the fact that anybody would let Nick delegate? Yes. <laughs> They put me in what? charge of a company, those dumbasses. So so aside from the Veterans Day episodes, because I know that's a special place in your heart. Do you oh, have and Doc Spears. Like? I got to meet Doc Spears. I, I, that was a, a favorite episode. Oh, that was a fun one. Yeah. Um, you went to that, some of the same was, schools, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, yeah. A, he's a long tabber, but. Uh... Wasn't well, it I you think... who said that you went to the, the sniper school where his name was on the wall? Yes. Thought so. Nice. Yes. Yes. So, um, um, like, name looked familiar, and it was so funny. They're like, "Hey, we're having we're having Doc Spears on." I'm like, "Doc Spears, who the fuck is that?" You know. And then he starts talking. I'm like, "No, that Spears? Okay, cool. All right, I'm not worthy." He, he's a fun dude too. Oh, he's awesome, and I, I follow him on all the socials. And he he puts so much into the tactical community to make sure everybody comes home safe. This as military law enforcement and all that i i, I really if, appreciate what doc does if you want to really get him going start him talking about task and purpose the boy has some opinions 
<laughs> but we'll leave no, it at that. No, we're not on here for that one tonight. That can be another. No, no, no. That's that's an off-air rant. If you want to hear people go, you can you can talk because we're not bad mouthing anyone. I think what all of them do is good. But uh, what about you, Doc? Do you have a favorite episode? <laughs> Anyone that Nick Garber's on? Absolutely. Uh, I yeah, I, 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 I so hard for me to pick. I mean. It was awesome meet, having Matthew Goodwin on because he was a longtime fan from uh, when we were sci-fi shenanigans. Uh, then, I mean, we had some of my friends on, which was really awesome because uh, I, I like my friends. <laughs> and who doesn't love Mel? Yeah, no, Mel, anything with Mel on it, Mel or Marissa, they, they're great. I mean, they're not allowed to stand next to each other when talking to me and we've been drinking because it's... and. Or, or my our other friend. So it's Marissa, Melissa, and Melissa. And I just look at them when they all stand across from me, and I went, "No, we're not doing this." <laughs> no, um, no, 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 <laughs> no. Everybody get into not today, Satan. Not today. And not today, uh, but you know, it was really we had so many great ones. Larry Korea having him on was really great. I like. Um, I like that Larry Correa was telling me when he'd run into people that didn't recognize him reading his book, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that that author's a jerk. Why are you reading him for? And then listening to them defend him to him. That yeah, no, he, having Larry on was great. He's always so much fun and so nice. Um, oh, KC, too. Oh, yeah. She's the only episode we had to mark not safe for work. Yes. Which is, which Casey. Is, I, 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 this isn't on Cisco's. because this is on one of my favorite ones is – it's having yeah. Casey on. Well, Casey um, was really special because Casey and I have been friends for years and she's currently in Japan, which means I have not seen her. So, but there's a rumor that she may be back by uh, next Dragon Con. So when she's stateside, she's close to you? No. She's oh, airport. Okay. They're in the sky, never landing for fear of not being able to tell which unit's which. No, I'm kidding. Her has me doing it. The Air Force. They almost joined the military. So the cool thing is Casey's, Casey's the one that introduced Seska and I. So I reached out to her because she was an, a newer author at the time back in 2016 and uh, 2017, excuse me. And I said, hey, we're looking for, you know, guests, maybe a female, but definitely a veteran, somebody to, to mix it up for what Winder and I were doing. You know, it's a different set of opinions. So we, we wanted different experiences. It didn't necessarily have to be female, but I thought, hey, you know, girl, bring something different to the show. Uh, but sure mostly we just wanted we wanted someone compatible. And so I reached out, I said, I know you're busy, the whole air force flying around thing, but do you know any other authors that are military? Cause we wanted to keep that military vibe. And she's like, well, she's not an author, but she's awful bossy. So you guys will love her. And she's like, you'll get, you'll get doc Sesk on. And the rest, as they say, is history. You got yeah, a friend well, out of it. And whenever Casey and Bell messages you and goes, so I have an idea and I really want you to think about it before you say no. Oh, that's the no. kiss of death for this, her. This could either be super awesome or super we're going to get canned. Yeah. So I've actually I've actually got an idea. Hear me out. So if we get Matthew Goodwin, the cyber. Oh, wait. Guy I thought he was talking about how Casey talks. No, no. Just, oh, no. I love how get Casey him. talks. That's how my wife talks. And I love No, get, that's like get, how Casey starts doc. with an idea for me. Doc, stop. So we got to get Matthew Goodwin <laughs> and Casey working on the same project. So when they put their ideas together and then they somehow convince the world to do it, because that's what they do, we'll have a colony on Mars next year. They're going to be like, now listen here, before you say no, Mars, red planet. Think too small. Mars. <laughs> It'll be on Jupiter, yo. Wouldn't you have to have a floating city on Jupiter, though? Because the pressure. We don't, we don't need to get into the minutia of it. I'm just, I'm just giving that means you could get. No, hold on. But that means you could get your cloud city. Bespin, oh my god! Yeah, two-year-old me just—I'm well, not going to say what two-year-old me just did, but you squeeze awesome. a little on the inside. Gotcha. I so, peed a little, but okay. And I'm wearing Grace because it's Grace sweatpants season. I'm wearing dude lingerie right now. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. So no, this is exactly why we have the nice things that we have. So, Doc, what about you? What other episode did you like? Um, I've really enjoyed all of them, but I, I will admit, and this kind of segues into one of our other questions, I was really super excited to get Jenny Koch on because um, I have you read her stuff for years. I, I totally squealed and fangirled. No, no mm. lie. 
Hey, nothing wrong and, with that. We all we all have the people that we do that with. And um, because I I've read her stuff for years and I really enjoyed it and it was super awesome. Uh, they always warn you not to meet the people who you are a big fan of because the, never they meet never your heroes, yeah. But she, I, I've been really lucky because uh, when I met Anne, she totally lived up to it, and Jenny did too. So, so my favorite episode would be one. I like the episode where we did the um, the video game anthology series that uh, Marissa did. Is it Melissa? Marissa, uh, the one that threw the alligator that you you did it at your house. Marissa Wolf. Marissa. Yes, there we go. Wolf. I have so many names going through my head right now trying to get this straight, but that was fun because you two together, the actual in-person interaction was kind of fun. Uh, you mean when she started were... petting my arm and I asked her what, what she was plotting? And the drinking made well, you funny with Mel in the background. <laughs> with Mel in the background throwing out one-liners, that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be a 20-minute interview, and somehow we got a full-hour episode out of it, which was cool. Hey, um, it was a gift horse. That 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 was the day when Marissa told me she wants me to write a story with her, and I'm like, "What? Are, why are you petting me?" <laughs> so I, I really like. So apparently, she thinks petting and flirting with me means that I'll suddenly become an author. Wait, that sounded wrong. Wait, are you or saying all that kinds all of right. authors are? Nope. No, I'm going to road. I'm going to kick that grenade down the road. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll dodge yeah. that bullet. So my other favorite episodes. We'll, we'll deal of, with that later, Morty. We'll, we'll deal with that later. I enjoyed our episode, and he's been on, I think, two, maybe three times now, Joe Vasicek. He's not as well-known of an author, but when I first got back from Iraq, I, I remember when I went to college, both as an undergrad and a grad student, I said, I can't wait till I'm done with school so I can read what I want to read instead of all this boring school crap. And then, of course, I had the head injury, and I couldn't really read because, you know, I just words. do math. I just did And so I found, uh, working with my neurologist, this whole thing called a Kindle, and you can magnify the crap out of the words. I know you're a nook. Oh, you can do that on a nook too. But Bezos is the oracle of all things, all things right and holy. I just like to mess with her, Nick. She hates Bezos. But anyway, I will make so, you eat pineapple pizza. Don't Ugh. torture me. So, Wait, so we'll move on. So, because if it does, I'm in. I'm kind of hungry. I don't care. <laughs> so I'm not anyway. torturing you. I'm torturing Jr. Anyway, um, so. I, it's when I found Tim, which I ended up, I wrote my first book in his universe and I found Tim C. Taylor. And then I found Joe Vasicek and I was in a very dark place. Survivor's guilt can be a mother bleeper. Uh, and so he was releasing his um, Star Wanderer series as a serial, meaning like 30,000 words at a time. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll, I'll finish it tomorrow. Right. I'll self-delete tomorrow because I got to know what happens first. And one day scrolled into the next and the therapy did its thing. And before you knew it, I'm still here. So I, I it's, it's something that's pretty emotional for me that I got to do that. In fact, when he's re-released the serials as actual novel form, I wrote the forward for him. So if you want to know exactly what I feel about it, uh, check it out. I'll throw the link in the show notes um, and, and you can read the forward. But, uh, but that was one of my favorite guests as well. Larry Correa was fun, mostly because I've met him in person and I tell everyone he's my favorite midget because he's like three times as tall as me. JR, um, I'm like two times as tall as you. You hush. It's not that bad. When I met you and Mel, you weren't that tall. So um, that one was was definitely a lot of a lot of fun. Was the uh, Larry Korea? Uh, Jennifer Blackstream was funny mostly because she wasted when we did the badass women fireside chat. Like I hadn't even gotten three senses in, and she goes, "No, you're wrong, Jr." And then so we we spent most of the episode that was supposed to be about the whole panel, just two of us bickering. That continued when we hit stop recording, which was fun. She's she's a lot of fun. We'll definitely have to have her back. I mean, I still think she was wrong, but but it was fun to to have that that debate. Uh, I don't know. She's she's great. Um, Katie Cross, you know, Katie Cross, we met because of the show, but um, I am really excited to count her as one of my friends. So she's super awesome and amazing. She has one of the most creative uh, views on marketing, and that's how I actually found her was the Twenty Books Group. She wrote a chiclet series about a female chef was one of them. So she worked with a real chef, created a cookbook that she also put the fictional character's name on, and used that as a marketing tool, which I thought was just like outside of the box thinking, and I dig it. She uh, she said when she saw Nick uh, in one of our episodes that we should consider getting one of those like beard care product companies as a sponsor. <laughs> 
<laughs> for Nick. <laughs> but I'm not sure what the Border Patrol will allow him to do. You're muted. I love how Nick continues talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nick, you're muted. <laughs> Is there a way for us to unmute him for him? No, if he does it on his end. He no, if I do it on my end, I'm I'm completely effed. But I was like, why? She wants to get the the beard care products because my beard looked like crap, or because she no no no. no. She was just talking about getting sponsors for us and thinking oh, outside yeah. the box. She's like veterans. He's got the beard game trying to go on. Oh yeah, that was at the time where I had the big bushy one. Yeah, going. she's like yeah. maybe you could get a beard care sponsor. I missed that. I'm, I I can't do it right now with my current assignment. I could maybe get a little bit more than this but i can't have that really nice lumberjack look that i had going right you, you had the almost like duck dynasty jr going on oh i did bit. man like i would be on shift because like work wouldn't know because we had to go to work because it was during the pandemic and i'd have my face covering on so they had no idea how bushy my beard was <laughs> <laughs> you know and what was funny because you go in the locker room and none of us care in the locker room all, all of us are unmasked we don't care we're like because we take our life in our hands every day when we go out you know, in between the fences. So everybody had like this Gandalf-esque beard going, you know, and it was so cool because some of the guys were a little bit more gray and they had it like, they had the gray in like really cool places, like that strip like right down the chin, you know, and everything else was dark, but they just had this gray strip, you know, so, but when I got on the boats, that's what happened. That's when I knew I had to, I had to trim it up because I go out once and we're in an open canopy so a center console boat. So the, the elements are, and the wind is hitting my beard. And when we got back, I looked like someone just took like a blow dryer to a dog. Like it was just, <laughs> like it, was, it was so 9-11-y. It was gross. I was like, okay, well, I got to take the, the, the clippers to these and trim it up a bit because it is just out of control. Unless I start putting like beard mousse in there, which is a thing. Um, but I wasn't that committed to the beard. Marissa was so mad. I mean, Mr. Stabby Stabby was so mad. So you trimmed your beard. And I'm like, well, I don't want to get fired either. So, yeah. So we talked about our favorite episode and that there is a little bit of a parallel to our favorite guests, but did you have a favorite guest that came on? Or are you going to go with the, I love all my children equally? No, <laughs> no, no. Like, no, I mean, I, I appreciate everybody that's come on the show, but, you know, some people were more charismatic than others. Um, and I I know I'm going to screw this up. The, the guy that wrote that um, short story of Thor, Chris, what was his last name? Chris Rock, Rockio. Yeah, we just called him Rocky. We called right? him Rocky, yeah. Rocky. Uh, that was an amazing episode. He's uh, a one, of my, one of my favorite dude. guests. Oh, he's, he's dude, he makes, I, I consider myself a smart guy until I talk to him and then I feel retarded. I it's been so neat because I've seen him really grow into becoming the guy that you met. Because I I remember meeting him when he was the Bane intern. The Bane intern, and now look at him. And if so, you see the artwork for that issue, he posted on his Twitter. Oh it yeah, no, oh believe it looks me, amazing. I cannot. Well, I think it's already out. So. so I need to go pick that up. It was a. Actually, I'm just going to text him and say my Mia Cope was like, "Hey, what issue was that?" Because I'm heading to the comic book store right now. Because that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Today was a no bones day. So lazy, sit, watch TV, my new sound bar. Nice. Tomorrow, tomorrow's a bones day because I got drawing to do and I I got to hit the local comic book shop because that's why I'm here. What about you, Doc? Do you have a favorite guest? Oh, favorite guest. I thought we were covering a favorite guest. No, we were doing episodes. Now we're doing guests. There's a difference. Some of our yeah. favorite guests were on. We got our area target. Now we're getting our point target. We'll, we'll talk yeah. military on this one. Oh, okay. Um, I think. Ooh, favorite guest. I always love having Mel on, but uh, that's because I have personal bias, and she's my best. No, she's a great guest. She's so bubbly. Like I walk out of that interview every time, just feeling better about myself as a human being. Yes, she's she's pretty awesome. But I like, oh, you're adorable. No, that's totally okay. No, that's great. I'm just like really good. You're right. And she, uh, well, one day I'll make it out east and I'll be able to enjoy the cooking. So she's so, a really good cook and she posts meat porn all the time, which she if does. you're a vegetarian, I'm sorry if I just offended you. But, or well, vegan. don't worry about it. So if you're a vegetarian, she is eating the terrorists that are consuming your grass. She is preventing your food from being destroyed. So you should thank <laughs> her. But, uh, but so I have my I favorite. I need my food to eat that food so my food's more delectable. 
So my my favorite guess, I'll say it's probably three. It's Casey, mostly because I made a good friend out of the introduction she made to Doc. And, and for the same reason. Uh, I like you having Grandpa Walt on. He was so much say fun. Casey Azell and Walt Robillard. Don't <laughs> I don't call him that. He'll reach I'm out like and like. Just get younger than him, so I'm like great uncle Nick, I guess at this point. But yeah, I like, I like um, Grandpa Walt, and he never fusses at me for it. I think Walt's he told. Been a I think he once told JR off air, dude. You don't get to do that. He did. I did it as a joke, and he's like, "I'll send a panel van to get your ass." But so, <laughs> Walt, yeah, who's in the panel van? Me. Probably you. For me, JR. <laughs> but uh, but so I'm part so of his Casey, red cell. So. So Casey for introducing us, uh, introducing me to Doc, and Walt for introducing us to Nick. And I do remember when we talked, we chatted briefly over Messenger, Seska and Nick and I, and he seemed okay. So I was like, we've interviewed a few guests that I know in person and they're great guys, but you get them on air and there's like zero personality. Surprise, mother trucker. So we did we did a live chat where it was just, I remember it was, I was walking the dog, I think. No, I didn't, don't think I had Elvis yet. I was outside, no. we were just talking. Yeah, you're, I think you were lounging out in your patio. Yeah, I was just was sitting out in the patio and we were just chatting and doing our thing. And I'm none I of us would have known because you didn't have your camera on. No, like I did that delivery. time actually. Did you? Um, yeah, but the um, so when we did that interview, it was supposed to be 15 20 minutes. I said, No, we'll be in and out. We just want to make sure there's chemistry. We already know we like you. And then, like, two hours later, your wife's like, I will stab you if you don't come eat this food I just cooked. Yeah, that's when you gave my wife the moniker of Mr. Stabby Stab. That's right, Stabby Stabby. Uh, and of course, Doc snorted whatever she was drinking out of her nose because she thought it was hilarious. And I then while it. she and you were bickering, I it was you were mead just... at the time. Doc was on a mead kick. Yeah, I'm always and... on a mead kick. I have I pick up three more bottles from Viking Alchemist this weekend. Where are they looking? Okay, so you keep I talking. About try that. That. I gotta try that, but we'll talk about that. I off. got two too. But yeah, so that was fun. So I like to get them to sponsor the podcast. We should. I mean, we you should on air. Let's reach that out to icy them. hot for my back pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the third you one would the be honestly, to sponsor all no, three no. Like crazy as shit. My, the third one that was my favorite guest would be Joe because I, I credit him, Joe Vasicek, for saving my life with his story. And that's why so, I think the, the writing, the, the science fiction uh, stories, the fantasy stories, the comic books, like when you create that art that's just floating out there for people to consume – you never know who you affect that way. That's you true. Know? You don't. If you if you just give them, I mean, if even if like I was the only person that ever read his story, like he he changed the world by just changing one person. And I know that sounds sort of cliche, but I, I think it's true. And so that's one of the things that was pretty meaningful for me. But so Doc, we were talking about yeah. this. What are our plans for next year, do you think? For next season, I should say, since technically it's December, starts season two. So one of the things I know we've talked about it is we're going to just, we've been doing three episodes a week. And for those of our fans who who have really enjoyed that, that is wonderful. Um, we really appreciate that you enjoyed it, but it is very exhausting um, after a while. It takes its toll. That it does. And so then, we're going to try in two new episodes a week. And bonus content as we generate it. So the plan is we're going to release the episode uh, Monday and Friday. We're going to try to get a sci-fi topic and a fantasy topic by the reviews, guests, whatever. Oh, I'm getting you some comic boys, man. And, but they still comics still fall within sci-fi or fantasy, right? Yeah. Or, well, I guess technically it could be its own thing. It, it but... depends. Um, I've I've got my I got my finger on the pulse on a couple of uh, sci-fi westerns. Fun, but so uh, we're gonna. Yeah, so it it does fall into uh, well, let's just throw it into speculative fiction. Spec fiction. That, so we're gonna try to. That, that's to the catch-all that we use. Oh for my god, that one was so much fun it. when we had the uh, squirrel guy. Uh, uh, oh, spider squirrel. Spider yeah. squirrel. Yeah. yeah, he was so much fun. Great! I great felt like I needed issue. to take it down. Did you guys? Did you guys pick it up on Kickstarter? No, nah, funds were just too tight when it was out. Oh, I'll, I'll, I think I got a PDF version. If it's okay with Charles, I'll send it to you guys. It is such a fun issue. Um, if you haven't watched his episode, yeah, yeah, you're gonna great. like. You're gonna feel like you need to take downers after watching him because he's so high energy. Oh my god, he's like a chihuahua on crack. 
Yes, and I mean exactly. that in the most loving way possible. If you're watching, Charles. <laughs> but uh, but so next year we're going to awesome. do our episodes Monday and Friday with Wednesday allowing us to sort of a flex if we've got someone that's doing a like Kickstarter, a Kickstarter that just if you know too much that we're really excited to share something just kind of something. Something. Yeah, so we're good. It, it may not be every Wednesday, but we will be uh, getting you probably at least one bonus episode a month. So. so Nick and I have talked about this since he came on, but like you said, his life with the uh, with the department got a little busy. But we're gonna call it uh, either do you want to call it Nick's art house or Garber's art house or Apogee art house? Oh, we call it. Well, I don't know. We, we'll, we'll figure all, out. All of those are good. <laughs> but but the, it's hard the to choose. Is, he's gonna the be art house reviews is gonna be in the title somewhere. Yeah, so he's going to be drawing. Oh, You're going to see what he's drawing. And then while he's drawing, him and Miss Stabby, uh, which is her official name for the show, will be discussing is, uh, like, movies, books, yeah, whatever right. they're reading or watching that fits in SpecFic. They'll be doing sort of sort of reviews, but more stream of consciousness, I think, knowing the two of them. Yeah. But it's fun. We've had those conversations <laughs> off air, and it's a lot of fun. So oh, now you get to look into the insanity that is the uh, Apogee Comics. Oh, well, I mean, he's awake and talking, and that's as close as we're going to get. So I think that's going to be fun. We'll make it its own, um, um, what do you call it? Um, playlist. Playlist. There we go. Thanks, Doc. Really of playlist, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, an offshoot, a spinoff of the Blast Room Blades, but it's still connected. So. Um, but so we're going to do that because I think those would be good. And he's, he's an amazing artist. He doesn't uh, pimp his stuff nearly as much as he should or get as nearly as much as he would like. I out. wish I could. I need but, a clone, bro. <laughs> I know the day job, right? So what oh, we need God, is for peace on earth and goodwill for men. So that way he doesn't have to be as busy. So if you can make that happen for us, we'd greatly appreciate it. We need more comics. Um, okay. So then I guess that should lead to the good news and we'll see how it pans out. But um, I have some contacts that are interested from some major publishers. One of the top three that are interested in my work. So we'll see how that plays out. That would be yeah. awesome. So we're going to so. do... More with Nick, where he just sort of showcases his his good drawing skills. Uh, we're going to try to do yeah, more fireside chats because those are a lot of fun and they're sort oh, of unpredictable. Are, those uh, are my we're favorite. Gonna, we're going to do more reviews. Um, probably won't have Nick as involved in those just because with his work schedule, if he has a chance to read a book or draw his own comic, we want him to draw his own comic. Uh, whereas Doc, hey, like, oh, listens God, to a book a day. You guys are like audio. slave drivers. <laughs> By the time we're done, man, you're going to have so much, you're going to have to hire new people to draw for you. That's I am very good. I can manage your life. Just I can't manage no. my own. <laughs> oh, well, then uh, you're hired, I guess. <laughs> so, but we, we definitely want to do more reviews. Hired? Um, our goal mainly is we lost a decent amount of followers when we had the lapse of the links with uh, when we switched to Anchor FM, when we switched from sci-fi to shenanigans to blasters and blades. So we're going to try to regrow the audience. And uh, that's why we're going to be going to two a week. So we can focus on getting, you know, expanding our horizons with guests, doing new types of interviews, because it's a lot of work sometimes to track down some of these bigger name authors. I mean, I spent for one of them a month trying to get that set up. And then when that didn't happen, Doc's like, oh, I know him. Let me just call him. You couldn't have told me that a month ago. But anyway. I didn't know what you were doing. You should communicate well, better. Uh, and so what happens when we let the brain damaged guy do it, everything. So that's the other change that we've had in the last month. Doc has taken over doing a lot of the planning for us because she's got the big old Rolodex of uh, fantasy and all the other things. Like I know. No, okay it's number because of I built a spreadsheet. That too. But can you zoom that in, Nick? Uh, I believe so. Hold on. Let me, uh, wait, so tell us what we're looking at. Okay. So this is these are the inks that just came back from my good buddy, Rich Parada, um, over in England, over the pencils that I did for the cover of Solarum Prime. And uh, so it's off to colors right now, being done by DC Alonzo. Let me see if I can zoom in here a little bit. should be able to. Uh, let's go 75%. There we go. Is that a little bigger? No. no, there it is. Oh. Okay, it changed finally. <laughs> Let's give so. it full screen, see if that helps. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole deal right there. That looks good. See, yeah, we told um, you he can draw the pictures. Yeah, yeah, Rich did a pretty good job. He did some embellishment on it. He added some things that I think um, were probably lacking in my pencils, and that happens in every great relationship um, in the art world, especially in comic books. Um, 
and he he's a he's worked for Marvel and DC and Image, so he's he's got some he's got a lot of street cred in that department. So once that's all colored, um, then I'm just waiting on the pages to be lettered, and that thing will be packaged up and ready to go. So so speaking of packaged up and ready to go, and our plans for next year. I am going to be doing, uh, trying to do more of those short 20 minute episodes, which potentially would be going out on Wednesdays for short content because I'm a sucker for short fiction. I really enjoy it. I don't think there's nearly as much of it out in the world as there should be. So if I find people that are doing them, and I mean, right now we've interviewed people mostly from the ones I put out anthology wise, but we're always looking to expand our horizons. We found a lot of future guests from interviews that they did originally of short content. I'm thinking of like Gemma Clatworthy. She was a lot of fun. And if I hadn't have interviewed her about that anthology that Mel hooked us up with, like we would have never met her. And that gave us our Halloween episode with that cool board game. Um, and I ordered the board game. It's, it, I can't wait for it to get here. I'm so excited. Yeah, I think you and Viking will have fun with that. So I, am so I think we should do an episode. I know it's kind of outside the genre, but we should do an episode where we all play Hunt the Killer. What's that? It's you got to put it on your detective cap and you get this box and it gives you clues and you got to figure out who the killer is. It's like clue, but a little bit more elaborate. See, do we, do you get a penalty? Cause you do this as your day job, like the whole cop thing. Oh no. So I, sometimes I am completely off base, which. JR gets a penalty. <laughs> it's just your <laughs> VA. Yeah. So, so we want to do more reviews, more of the things that aren't just interviews um, because they're fun too, just to mix it up a little bit. Um, and so speaking of mixing it up a little bit, Nick, uh, one of the things we want to talk about is what we're doing. So doc has already mentioned that the short story she wrote, she's getting, she spearheaded getting an audio. What are you working on right now besides Solarian prime? Or is that your main focus? No, it's not my main focus. Like I said, uh, I, I'm a busy dude. Um, not only in the, uh, the day-to-day nine to five job type arena, but also in the, uh, the comic book, comic book arena too. I just booked a table at uh, Fan Expo Las Vegas for April. That'll be my first con of 2022. It's gonna be also going to be my first con in three years. So I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm a little rusty, I'm sure, as being a salesman. Um, but I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, that was calling me right now. Nah, hold on. They'll call again if it's important. But uh, but I'm working on Solarum Prime. That'll be the first thing coming out, you know, pretty soon, next couple of weeks. Um, I'm doing a crossover with another character called the Tin Soldier. So Phantom Hawk and Tin Soldier. And we're getting a lot of preliminary artwork from that. Um, I'm doing the interiors. Uh, we've got a really great cover, a variant cover come in. It's like there's comic book art and then there's fine art. And this guy like produced fine art. Um, unfortunately, I don't have it on my computer, so I can't share it right now. But it is amazing. I'll, I'll throw it on the uh, the, the Facebook page. Um, no, there's there's probably about a good three to four issues of various comic books coming out from Apache Comics in 2022. So awesome. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be busy. And appearances my, too. And con so, appearances. So we'll so, we'll see how I do. At so you the think Rio you're going to be for more than just the one Vegas con appearance? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to try and make it to Dragon Con this year. Last time you saw me there was 2018, even though I didn't do too well financially. I had an amazing time. I got to meet George Perez um, and Jason Metcalf, two of my favorite artists. So, and hopefully they don't hide us again on the fourth floor with no signs pointing up to us, and we'll be fine. Um, now, what? I because it's, it's been three years. I, I took a three-year break. Um, from doing conventions because I have personal issues and whatnot, but uh, hopefully Las Vegas goes off without a hitch and that'll give me the confidence to move forward on, you know, more cons throughout the year. So if you want to know what con appearances he's making, one way to do that is to go over to his website, apogeecomics.net, where yes. all of his shenanigans are listed. Uh, if you look at the YouTube, we link his stuff in the about section. You go to that little tab and it's got all of his stuff linked. We link to him as well on the, uh, if you watch us on the, listen to us on podcast form, it's in the show notes. Uh, so you could always track him down and stalk him as you do. Not too closely. He, he is a marksman, um, but you know, politely stalk him. Um, you can always no, I, I like the that. fanfare. Um, a couple of death threats would be nice too. That'd really give me some street cred. I'll see what I can do. Maybe a fatwa against you, you know, just for old time's sake. Um, too much? No, that crossing yeah. the lines. 
Yeah. yeah. No. Cisco's like, Lines. no, you, you've got to be politically correct here. This is not how you win friends and influence people. Oh, uh, not, not being politically correct, but just not being politically incorrect. They're two different things. Sometimes I, you know, the infantry comes out before the brain sort of like, nope, don't say that, which most of the time happens. I don't say that, but sometimes it gets away from me. Um, sometimes. But, but as my, my platoon sergeant said back in the day, and if you're listening old school, this one's for you, but uh, you, you don't uh, win hearts and minds. You just grab them by the balls and the rest will follow. That, that was his answer to the winning hearts and minds strategy. And I, that resonates as a grunt. No, that's absolutely correct. That's 100% correct, yeah. So the cool thing that uh, Nick's been doing, which is fun because it'll transition to what I'm doing, I'm still working on that series, which won't get published until the first three novels are done uh, with James Ward. It's a, a Oh, is this where I get a new credit for my bio? Yeah, and so Nick's been doing some uh, military advising for me because, one, uh, I know what I don't know, and as a – um, as an E5 sergeant, I, I could run a squad, maybe even a platoon. Anything He's above that. It's going to look so had... foolish because I make half of that shit up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just BSing. I'm, but just, as long I'm, as... Just, I'm flying off the cuff here, bro. But but you were trained to think like that because you did it both at the E level, so you understand where I'm coming from. And then as a captain, you were managing a company, which means you understand battalions. So so your, your understanding of global... Uh, strategies and stuff has been helpful. Yeah, not, not just the tactical level, but the operational level and some right. And some that is that is where I know stuff. I am weak, uh, mostly because my training was more you know boots on ground, kick indoors, yeah. bad guys. Yeah. Uh, and Nick had to think outside the box. It's part of being a super grunt. They got cooler toys and better training. Well, and, and the thing is, like we, I, I spent my time in a lot of like hot spots where they had the cool toys, like the Q thirty six radar, which is something that we were talking about um off air over the last two days you know um obviously the technology has advanced super crazy fast um but i still got boys in the uh the goon squad in the in the spicy boys type areas of the military so um if i don't know offhand i'll contact them like hey man which then i'll ask them the question they're usually pretty quick to respond if they're not you know currently engaged in gunfire Doing spicy things as you do. Doing and, uh, spicy things. That's right. All, all in the altar of freedom. And I love them very much. And so it's it's been a lot of fun. Working with James uh, has been fun. Um, he has a lot of great ideas. And he's getting a lot better at the delivery. I have to say I'm, I'm impressed that the old boy still has it in him. Uh, he told me I'm sending you. He knows I told right, him. I'm looking okay. all the gas and I'm the one to keep going in the Santa. So I, I thought I, I told him. He's like, yeah, I'm sending you uh, the, the book I wrote about the gods. Uh, it's an original, and I'll sign it for you because he wanted me to have it as reference because, you know, we're doing Egyptian um, pantheon. And I told Walt, I said, I think he's sending me legends and lore or gods and demigods. And he goes, if he sends you the original and it's signed, buy a copy for yourself that's a reprint, and that thing's worth gold. And so I asked him when it showed up, and it was his new Castles and Crusaders, which had a lot of the same information. He goes, I like you, JR, but I don't like it that much. Because <laughs> the originals the are way, worth a pretty penny. original of the... So I mean, if he if he wants to promise to return it, oh, well, it's, it's a fine. the original was pulled because of the scandal with the Cthulhu thing. I know, uh, but I have an original copy. So what yeah, it came down to is never, I am not the first generation of gamer in my family. I would not let that out of your property, Doc. I'd be like putting Wait, that. Who, in a vote who owns the property? Me. Who owns the rights to Cthulhu? I, I'm pretty sure it's public domain at this point. No, but it wasn't uh, at the time that it re- that. Gods and demigods originally came out. And so uh, what had happened was they they sold their game rights separate from the literary rights. They split them off. And so the person that had the literary rights said, well, he's writing the Dungeons and Dragons manual. It's a book. We're good. But the the game rights people said, no, no, no. He's writing a manual for a game. We own this. And he didn't. we didn't give him permission. And so because the people that own the property rights were butting heads, it was a cluster that they blamed him for. Like he just stole, like he just plagiarized, which he didn't. Um, he had permission. Um, but because of that, when they pulled it and re-released it without Cthulhu, if you have one of the Cthulhu editions, those things are worth money. And most people, you know, they used them, abused them, and then they threw them away because they just, they fall apart, you know, like if yeah. you're actually playing. And so if you have one in good condition, like a first year of college for your kid, you're good. You know, so. Junior college first, that's, and then go to university. 
Uh, but yeah, the uh, that was a. It's been a lot of fun. I, I did not grow up um, playing D and D because in a Navy town, you know, because my stepdad's Navy, we everyone was moving so much you could just could keep people in the same place long enough. But I certainly was aware of it. Together. Yeah, I was certainly aware of it, and I would have been interested had it been an option. Um, so to meet the guy that was like part of the uh, you know the OG crowd for TSR has been kind of cool, and then to get to work with him. Like, you know, he's, he's a living legend in his industry, somewhat even more so in his own mind, which is what makes him brilliant. Because I've never met people that were good at stuff that thought they were humble, right? Like, you have to have a certain level of something else to, to get that level, you know what I mean? Like, and it's fun seeing that from the other side of the, the pen, so to speak. Just, just insider information on uh, the Spicy Boy Goon Squad unit that I was a part of. Huge D&D fans. Like, like huge like so, that's how i got in that's how i got into it and we we went on deployment it was only like a 90 day and that entire campaign like we'd go out on mission as soon as we came back we'd play like a couple hours of that campaign and it lasted the whole 90 days nice. and then it continued then we had to put a pause x on it and then we finished it up two months after we got back stateside <laughs> so, so speaking of that hold on Doc, we're going to actually try to get some some game designers on. We've done two, I think. We did um, your friend that does the horror, Doc. I can't remember the name. You know what I'm talking about? Jay Parker? Yeah, we did him. And I think we've done one more. We've done the after anthology. I mean, the after RPG. But we want to try to get more. Uh, I'm still learning like how to structure those types of interviews to make that translate to entertaining for you, dear listeners. Um, but it was definitely something we want to do more of. And then the other thing is, is back when we were sci-fi shenanigans, we interviewed Rainbow Sun Franks. It was one of the actors in Stargate Atlantis. Uh, like Anyway, we'd be fun to get people involved on that level. Interviews from iconic sci-fi like TV properties, if we could talk to some of the actors about are, you know, are we working about on those properties. Are we thinking about some horror stuff in here too? Absolutely, if you've got ideas. already. But but so we're we're taking advantage. So it was a little bit limiting for what I enjoy reading versus the umbrella that sci-fi shenanigans created. There were lots I would have loved to interview that just didn't fit. And now that we can do everything that's spec fic, like we're taking full advantage and we're wandering far afield and having fun with it. Um, so but, so that's, but really, if the listeners are like, you have feedback, please share it. We have the Facebook group. You have our emails. I'm pretty sure we're all findable via instant messenger stuff or facebook messenger because i just showed my age um but 32 years old we have when we've talked about stuff i would love to see our audience grow enough that we can get jr to be a vtuber and put a synthetic jr in front of us oh that'd be totally work for the cyberpunk stuff which really i got into this year a lot he's got to have a mohawk um, who was it? We just interviewed Rachel Beck, and I'm I'm buying her books and I'm reading them because they're so good. She really this made is... me super excited to read her stuff. Hmm? No, I was I was gonna laugh at you, but she said, speaking of cyberpunk, back when we used to get on the internet, all three of us, we used to sacrifice the souls of robots to do it. Oh yeah, toaster and a. And a rotary phone. Oh my lord, is that AOL? No. Yes. Oh my goodness. We could slide into a really big ADHD moment on that. But who would your dream guest be for next year? Um, I would say one, probably R.A. Salvatore, just because that was the guest that we hunted down for Chris because he's a huge super fan. And so for Winder. If we do get him, he definitely wants to do a, a reappearance just to, for that interview because he's such a fan. So, so that is your uh it's my Moby Dick. Well my, uh-huh. my, it is because I I've been trying. Elon Musk for the same reason. I don't think he would do our podcast, but the running yeah, joke is he has restraining orders people. against us. That's not true. We just joke around. At least I don't think it's true. I don't know. I don't hang out in California, so maybe he heard the podcast. Um, but he's in Texas now, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. in Texas, yeah. But yeah, so you know. I think what he's doing with with uh, with his space company is pretty cool. So it'd be fun to talk to that. Um, that would be a dream guest. Um, just trying to think, like some of the people we read growing up. I'm going through some of my old books and seeing who I could get. Um, you know, just that are still around, obviously. Orson Scott Card. That would be cool if we could interview him. 
That would so. be very cool. How about you, Nick? Um, I got a few. I would like to get um, Scott Snyder, who was he's a writer for DC Comics. Um, I'd also like to get uh, Greg Capullo. I'd also like to get. I'm still working on Ron Garney, who's one of my favorite artists. Uh, Jim Lee is a bit of a stretch, um, but I would love to have him on as well. Um, maybe get some more of the artistic side on here. I know we have a lot of writers, but um, guys like Garney and Lee would um, would be awesome for just overall creative input and whatever insight they have. Okay, what about uh, you, Doc? Oh. Um, I think it would be neat to get, I mean, John Scalzi would be pretty cool or, um, what's his name? Uh, Jim Butcher or, yeah, even, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on him. He wrote Wheel of Time, not Robert Jordan. I don't want to hear a Robert Jordan story there. Um, but, that um, off air story. We're not talking about that one on air. I would Robert love to get Jordan him on. No with us. I would love to get uh Kalena Price on. Uh, she writes a great urban fantasy series um called The Grave Witch, and it's it's really awesome because where so much of the series is like, oh look, pretty girl things kind of work out. She's like, uh, she and, and magic is the solution for her. Magic is also, while it's what she does professionally, it's also kind of like destroying her. So, uh, but she can't help but do it because if she tries to not do it, it just leaks out and she accidentally like raises the dead without meaning to. So, um, but so she, I, I really love her. Uh, Faith Hunter would be great. Patricia Briggs. Um, yes, I like books. So um, speaking along those lines, uh, Deborah Harkness could be a fun interview. She wrote The Discovery of Witches, witches which is kind of cool. It was mixing some of the famous witches. Like, I, I've, I've, have you watched the, the show Discovery of Witches? Have you watched it What's on Shutter? No, I have not. I just read the I books instead. Oh, it's good. It's really good. So I, I, I haven't read the books, but I, I'm your link to the uh, the live action interpretation of the story. So, so we're, that would be fun. And the series was good, and it was nerding out on history. So I'm like, I'm using my degree reading a book. Ooh, ooh. Annette um, Marie would be great. Who is that? I have been listening to her um, Guild Codex series. And like it's, I I, I uh, starts with three mages and a margarita. Um, there there's if that's a title I'm in. Dark arts and daiquiris, and and then I'm now reading uh, two witches and whiskey. There we go. That's what I was about to say. If there's not a <laughs> witches and whiskey title, so I've actually reached out. It'd be a fun guess just because my nephews are werewolves and whiskey would have been good too. Uh, Wings of Fire series. Um, I got some friends and, and nieces and nephews that are reading it. So I reached out to that author on her website. Um, it did say like, and that was last month. It did say on her website that, cause that's her only contact. She's one of the ones that is, ex avoids social media that it could take three to four months before she gets to them. Cause she gets so much mail, but I did reach out to get her on the podcast. Uh, Laurel K Hamilton could be fun. I know doc's a huge fan. She's frozen on us, but um we actually almost had her on an episode we did the one episode of um season three of the blasters and uh, sci-fi shenanigans we had um an interview of casey azell and um larry korea's noir anthology it is the only one episode we recorded that we couldn't use because well there were some that didn't get edited and we lost the footage when we fell apart at the end of season season three but Hers we recorded and we couldn't use it because Casey Azell's uh, internet in Japan was horrible. Which you think, given some of the stuff that comes out of there culturally, that they would have good Wi-Fi. But it is what it is. Um, but they're they're all about the but. techno stuff. And it was just, it was horrible. No. But anyway, so we almost had Laurel K. Hamilton because she was in that anthology on. But life happened. So I know people... Well, her new series is really good. But she would be a fun guest. I've heard, I've heard she's entertaining. Uh, she she is 
I've had her on a panel at Dragon Con. She's really neat. She's very um, elegant in many ways. Uh, another one that would be fun, and especially if you can get her husband on, Mercedes Lackeys. I met her at RavenCon before I started writing, and I just I had to take so many pills to deal with the crowd, and that's a small con. My doctor was like, "No, I will like involuntarily Larry, forget you." Her so husband Larry is amazing. But I met them together at a book signing, and they had people lined up around the building at the hotel in Williamsburg with like um, wagons full of books for her to sign. And so I asked her. Oh, oh how like their hands weren't falling off and her husband JR JR it was hilarious they are funny their art is Larry good. Dixon a, is my favorite Larry his um his art is amazing uh, I think it would be cool to talk about that with Nick actually there because you know he's got the art chops that's one of the reasons we brought him on so we could sort of expand our horizons so I think so, they'd be fun guests um I think and Andrews would be a fun guest to have it's a writing team and I kept that PG-13. I know you thought I was going to go all in. But. Yeah, no. Um, but so while we have thrown out a whole bunch of names, if you are listening and you want to be either on the show or you have some people you're like, please, please, please get them on, let us know because we want to know. And oh, we've of... been doing a review episode for an hour. And... Hold on we'll put an open call if you're a new author and don't have anything out yet but you like talking nerdy when we do some of our book review episodes you know or you've got a specialty in i don't know astrobiological blah 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 science or something something, cool. That, something cool that would make a good fireside chat topic and you're a subject matter expert reach out for those too you don't necessarily have to be an author for those uh i mean they let me on so uh no they let me on and i i can't read <laughs> I never learned to read. Um, but yeah, so if you want but yeah, so if you've got ideas, reach out. If you want to be on the show, reach out. If you've got ideas for fireside chats or book reviews, again, reach out. Uh we are limited by my number of uh audible credits because I, I have to have them read to me. I never grew up, I guess. But uh that's how I consume my books these days. So uh, but we're open. To, to new ideas and as doc is yawning on us we know that sorry i get i i was up at 5 30 this morning so so the sidewalks oh, yeah, are being rolled right. up the roads are closing we've got to wrap this puppy up so you have to go home but you can't stay here that's right doc you got any <laughs> last minute thoughts before we bring this puppy home i'm gonna let you um i would say keep aware we're gonna hopefully roll out a new website this year which JR is just finding out about right Gee, now. Thanks for volunteering me. Uh, I wasn't volunteering you. I I know somebody who has said that they will uh, help us set it up. And they Jeez. have a background in web design. So we're just waiting for room in their calendar to get it done. But when we do, we will make sure to put up all of our con appearances. JR doesn't go out in public, but Nick tries. And amazingly enough, I'm the one who goes out the most here, which is probably a bad side. I hate it when I go out in public and the public is there. <laughs> yeah, I used to like people till I met people. <laughs> I'll, I'll look out my front window. I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's looking awfully peoply out there. And so, I'll just stay home and watch that. So <laughs> all, all on that lines, when we get the website, one of the things we've talked about in when we were starting the season back up and we've floated it by Nick is we would like to set up maybe like do some merch with some of the logo stuff through like a Teespring or a Tea of Honor or something like that. Tiavana is yeah. an actual tea company, not a website. But anyway, I digress. But uh, I would also got... like to offer some of my comic books in a sweepstakes type deal. I don't know. And then we'll that's figure, right. we'll figure it out. So we have some plans for growing and bringing some new content to you guys and some new ways to find us. But um, all of that is contingent upon us a having time and b you guys actually listening. Tell a dozen Tell a friend, grow the pod, help us grow so that we can get you cool, better stuff and um, amazing, more amazing guests. Um, but yeah, I plan on going to like four conventions next year. So, having said that, wait, do you think it's time that we wrap up? So, real quick, what? we did meet, Yo, at a wrap con that stuff in, up, B. Hold on, we did meet at a con in North Carolina. I didn't. I didn't actually go to the con, but we met in the parking lot and went out to lunch. Does that count as a con appearance? Because no. then I have two. Because that's when Mel and uh, you and I went out to lunch. Does that count? Sure. 
but only Sweet. for you. Okay. Only for me. All right, Doc. Bring us home. <laughs> so thank you for spending some of your precious time with us for Nick Garber, JR, who all both made it today. Uh, I'm Seska. This was the Blasters and Blaze podcast. We'll see you on the flip side for season two. Same places, Anchor and YouTube, and hopefully some more coming up soon. Uh, where we're going to enjoy cheesy jokes, nerd culture, picking on JR, and how wrong he is about pizza and pern. See, you can't do the peas. Uh, cheesy jokes and everything that goes boom. Oh, I forgot to read all the places we're at. So anchor.fm backslash blasters tack and tack blades. Twitter at SF underscore fantasy <laughs> underscore show. Sierra Fox shot underscore fantasy underscore show. We are on the facebook.com backslash groups backslash blasters and blades podcast. And you can support us on the show over on our anchor.fm or buymeacoffee.com backslash author J.R. Hanley. Be sure to put in the comment section that it is for the podcast. I will keep Doc Seska and Nick Garber duly intoxicated. They will drink until their liver surrenders. Yes, never surrender. Never quit. All right. Now we've done the things. Out of order, but we've done them. You know what? It works. Bye. Bye. <laughs>